Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. It's interesting because uh, the beginning of my message is in part related in terms of time to the message from last night. It's a very close time frame we're going to start this message at. And I just want you to let the Lord touch you. Y'all, it's Yom Teruah. We talked all about the Teruah last night, how special it is, the sound of victory. Uh, and, and, I, and I pray that was a blessing to you. And uh, today we're going we're gonna to talk about something else that I really think uh, if you allow the Lord, if you L-E-T, as Rabbi E used to say, if you L-E-T, if you let God touch you, He can transform your life today. And what better day to do it on than one of the high holy days. We read in Deuteronomy chapter 30, it's the end, and Moses was about to die, having led the children of Israel for so long. My goodness, think about everything that Moses led the children of Israel through. They had been wandering in the desert at that point for 40 years. This was after the exodus. They came out of Egypt, all the the plagues and everything, crossing through the Red Sea, Moses going to the Mount Sinai, receiving the the law, Uh, and uh, and then everything with the spies. And uh, Okay, and then 40 years in the desert. This is a long time that Moses had been leading the children of Israel. But here at this point, right before he was about to, to go to be with God, Moses prophesied about what would happen to his people. And uh, it was uh, some good and some not so good, right? But he also gave them a challenge. He gave them a test of their own. After having gone through everything and he was about to go uh, to be with the Lord. And so at this point he offers a test a challenge to all the children of Israel. You know what I'd like to present to you today? That the Lord gives you a challenge, a question, a test. Let's examine here what Moses presents to the children of Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 30, starting in verse 15. Moses says to the children of Israel, See, I have set before you today life and good, and death and evil. What I am commanding you today is to love Adonai your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his mitzvot, statutes, and ordinances. Then you will live and multiply, and Adonai your God will bless you in the land that you're going in to possess. 
Skipping to verse 19. I call the heavens and the earth to witness about you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Okay, I want you to really think about what Moses said here thousands of years ago. Because I'm going to tell you something, beloved. It's the same question today. It's the same set of circumstances today. And it's interesting because today is Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, literally, the new year, okay? It's Yom Teruah, the day of the blowing of the shofar. But it's not just any Rosh Hashanah here at Bethlehem. It's our first Normal, if, if any Bethlehem service is normal. <laughs> it's our first normal Rosh Hashanah service in three years. Wow. That's hard to even believe. Listen, I understand. I know some people are still getting the virus. It's unquestionably different than it was the last few years. You know that. We've been through it. Our country's been through it. Such an incredible consternation, uh, nervousness, fear, division. Our country has been through it. Man, it's been a tough time since three years ago when we had a normal Rosh Hashanah service. And here in Deuteronomy chapter 30, I, I really see a parallel I'm presenting to you. Why? Because the children of Israel had been wandering through the desert for 40 years out of their own disobedience. 40 years. So what's the point here? Is that they had been through it. <laughs> they had been through it. Although their sandals didn't wear out and although they had manna from heaven, friends, I've been in the Sinai Desert. There's not a lot of fun things to do. <laughs> 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 I remember when I climbed Mount Sinai many years ago, and when I say climbed Mount Sinai, I, I, if I'm being completely truthful, I should caveat that by saying when I climbed two-thirds of the way up Mount Sinai and then decided that I would need a camel to help get me to the top. <laughs> That's a true story. Oh, God bless me. There's not much in the Sinai Desert, y'all. I mean, about the only thing, I mean, the Red Sea has some of the most amazing snorkeling ever. I don't read anywhere in the scriptures where the children of Israel were snorkeling. <laughs> I imagine not. And so they had been wondering, I mean, you can imagine, I mean, they didn't have a TV, they didn't have Netflix or video games or, or YouTube. They had nothing to entertain them. 40, 40 years. I mean, that's a lifetime. Unbelievable, in the desert, they had been through it. And they were finally coming out, coming out the other side. And here on the other side, as they were coming out of it, Moses challenged them. And he told them, what will you choose? What will you choose? We've been through it. We've been through it. 
My goodness, it's so good to see all of you here today. We've been through these last three years have been challenging for all of us personally and, and all congregations everywhere. We've been through it. The body of Messiah has been through it. The faith community has been through it. It's at the end of this time as they are exiting out of this, this 40 years of wandering that Moses asks them the question, what will you choose? What will, and this is a question for you and me today. It's a question for us to, to thoughtfully and seriously consider. What will you choose He gives us a choice. We just read it in Deuteronomy chapter 30. I've set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Now, for sure, beloved, not choosing, not choosing to love Adonai your God or walk in his ways and keep his commandments, not choosing that, will lead to curses and destruction. No question, absolutely true, that's a given. That's clear. But today, I really felt led of the Lord to focus on the positive outcome of our choice. What happens if we do choose to love God? If we do choose to obey him, to keep his commandments, to walk in his ways, because then the scripture says we will be blessed and fully inherit all that God has for us. God had for the children of Israel, Israel, to inherit, the land flowing with milk and honey. But they did not inherit the land so long as they were not obeying God. So they chose poorly and they did not get to inherit all that God had for them. It's not an absolute given that you get all that God intends for you. That is not a given. Don't ever mistake the will of God. So many people misunderstand the will of God and think that whatever happens must have been the will of God. And so I didn't get the job. Well, I guess it wasn't God's will. No, it was God's will for you to get the job. You showed up 20 minutes late for the interview. That's how that works, my friends. Don't ever misinterpret these things and always blame things on fate or on on God, if you will. No, there is a choice. And based on your choice, different things are going to happen. Listen to me, my friends. It's Rosh Hashanah. It is a new year. What will you choose today? What will you choose today? This year, coming out of the 40 years of wondering, coming out of the pandemic, what will you choose? What will you have a choice? Whatever choice you made yesterday, 
or last year or five years ago. That's yesterday's choice. That's yesterday's decision. Today is Rosh Hashanah. It is a new year. Today you have a choice put before you. What will you choose today? Will you choose life or death? Will you choose a blessing or a curse? It's not hyperbolic to say the choice is yours. Think about that. The book of Bereshit, please. Genesis chapter 22. I was contemplating and setting the, the Akita, the story of the binding of Isaac, very traditional for Rosh Hashanah. I, lo- I love it because <clears throat> the Lord always provides. You know, it's traditional to, to at least touch on the, the Akidah, the, uh, the Akidah, the, the, the binding of Isaac, the story from Genesis chapter 22. And, and as a rabbi, I'm always on Rosh Hashanah. And as a rabbi, I always look at it in my studies and it's like, Lord, what do you have? And He always shows me something new about the story. Something that I hadn't really seen an angle in a way. I just love how the Lord does that. Does he ever do that for you when you read his word? Show you new things you hadn't seen before? Yeah, yeah, Kayleen, me too. Wow. So Abraham, we read in Genesis chapter 22, was finally given his promised son, Isaac. Isaac, the son of Sarah. After so long... Right? Are you with me on this? There's a parallel here. After so long, this son, through whom God's promise to Abraham would be fulfilled, was there. And he was growing up. So you have to remember and think about it. It was years that Abraham waited for the son of promise. So in in, in sort of a way, you could look at it as, Abraham was also going through his 40 years in the desert, kind of waiting for God's promise to him. It's kind of like Abraham went through a a pandemic. (laughs) A pandemic where he didn't have the child that God promised. You understand what I'm saying? It was a season of uncertainty. It was a season where where things were, were happening that were not what was necessarily expected. But finally, the boy had come. Isaac had been born. And Isaac started to grow up. And this was the child of promise. This was the one that Abraham and Sarah had been waiting for. God promised Abraham that through his seed, the whole world would be blessed. and uh, Or he said that he would be a father of many nations. And, and so he was waiting. And there finally is Isaac. And then comes the command from God. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. And then he said, God said this to Abraham, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, go to the land of Moriah, Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains about which I will tell you. This is, if if I could just kind of put it this way, this is a very illogical command. Maybe, that, maybe that's the Georgia Tech in me speaking, you know, just in terms of, that's very illogical. It doesn't make any sense to me. 
It just doesn't make any sense. And it's obviously not what Abraham wants to do. Go sacrifice your son Isaac? Are you kidding me? With all of the years that Abraham spent hoping for this child from Sarah, now this? Are you, are you serious? I, what? How can you even fathom or contemplate a command such as this? It's baffling understates the, the confusing nature of that kind of a command. Uh, not to mention, it's not just that it's confusing and doesn't make really sense, but oh my gosh, how immeasurably painful to even contemplate doing such a thing, sacrificing this boy that you've waited your whole life for. And the, and the kid wasn't like a two-year-old. Scholars think he was a mid-teens so he had really grown for many years to love this, this boy. After all of that time, God placed before Abraham a simple choice. Obey me or don't obey me. Of course, Abraham didn't know that it was a test, but indeed, God was giving Abraham a choice. What will you choose? Remember what God would speak through Moses years later? <laughs> wow, think about these parallels. It struck me when I read it. It just like popped off the pages or my computer screen <laughs> as I was reading it. What did God tell Moses some years later? Here's the principle. If you obey me, then you will live and multiply, and I will bless you in your life. Do you see the parallels of the choice? This was the choice that was put to Avraham, Avraham Avinu, Abraham our father, so what did Abraham do? You know the story, verse 9. Then they came to a place about which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there, laid out the wood, bound up Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. Whew. Wow. You see, my friends, here it was. It was the moment of truth. And Abraham made his choice. Little did Abraham know what God was doing with him in that moment was the exact thing that God said he would do through Moses later, that Moses spoke. God had set before Abraham Blessing and curse, life and death. But in, willing to, but in being willing to obey God with something so severe and draconian, Abraham was choosing life and a blessing. 
funny because as I thought about it, it seems contradictory given what he was doing. Think about that for just a minute. It's like a, whoo, boy, you know, you got to wrap your head around this, right? God said through Moses, the principle is, if you obey me, you are choosing life and a blessing, and I will multiply you. And here it was that God had told Abraham, take your son and sacrifice him. So in obeying God, Abraham was choosing life, a blessing, and that God would multiply him. How ironic, given that the command was to sacrifice his son, which from our earthly minds would say is exactly opposite of what the promise of obedience would bring. Life, blessing, multiplication, it seems like that's the exact opposite. So interesting. You see the the parallels here. Verse 11 You know the story, but the angel of Adonai called to Abraham from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. Abraham said, Hineni, here am I. Then he said, do not reach out your hand against the young man. Do nothing to him at all. For now I know that you are one who fears God. You did not withhold your son, your only son, from me. So God reveals at that point that the scenario was a test of Abraham's obedience, but he did not want him to actually sacrifice his son Isaac. Wow. Can you imagine, first of all, how relieved Abraham was? (laughs) The scriptures don't recount in the Hebrew, but I bet he was like, oh my gosh, oh thank you, oh thank you Lord, oh man, whoo, boy, boy. And, and also, I got to think that Isaac probably felt the same way. <laughs> it's like, eh. He's laying there, eh. Oh, good. Oh, boy, that was just in time. Oh. <laughs> He's like, wait, Dad, you hear the angel? Wait, Dad, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, did you hear the angel? You... <laughs> Abraham chose obedience. Obedience to God. That was the choice that Abraham made. You see, though, that he had a choice. He had a choice as to what he would do. And did God do what he said he would do for people who choose wisely, who people who choose obedience? Remember the spiritual principle here, we read it, that Moses said, God said if we chose to obey his commands that we will live and multiply and be blessed. So what did God do? Let's read the next verses. We're down in verse 15, Genesis twenty-two fifteen, Did God do what he said he would do for people who obey him? Verse 15, the angel of Adonai called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, by myself I swear, I, it is a declaration of Adonai, because you have done this thing and you did not withhold your son, your only son, I will richly bless you and bountifully multiply your seed like the stars of heaven and like the sand that is on the seashore. And your seed will possess the gate of his enemies. In your seed, 
all the nations of the earth will be blessed because you obeyed my voice. Oh my gosh. We wouldn't be here today if Abraham had not obeyed God's voice. The Messiah came through Abraham's seed because Abraham obeyed the voice of the Lord. And through Messiah, through Abraham's seed, the whole world is blessed. Wow, do you see the the parallels there? In in the nature and the principles of God, this is... This is yet another clear confirmation as to the nature of God. He set before Abraham the choice. And when Abraham chose to be obedient to God, he was blessed. And not just a little, beloved, not just a little, the Messiah came from Abraham. Friends, thank God that none of us are presented with such an austere command But friends, at the same time, it's Rosh Hashanah, and we are unquestionably all presented with a choice today. What will you choose? There are many, many hundreds of people in here right now. There are many, many hundreds, if not thousands, who will be watching online. What will you choose What will you choose? What will you choose today? It's Rosh Hashanah. It is a new year. This is not a a rhetorical question. I'm asking you to really think. God is actually giving you a choice today. Whatever you did yesterday is yesterday. What will you choose today? What will you choose? Think of your choices, my friends. All of us have choices in our lives as to whether or not we will be obedient to God or whether or not we will not be obedient to God. It is very, very, it's not a complicated equation. It's very simple. Will you choose to obey him or will you not choose to obey him? But that has lots of ramifications and extensions and specificities within each of your own lives and situations. Let me give you some examples. Will you choose manipulation or will you choose submission? Will you choose lust or will you choose love? Will you be in the word regularly or not? Will you choose regularly coming to God's house? Or will you choose spiritual apathy? Will you choose following your calling? Or will you take the easier path? Will you serve? Or will you be served? Will you choose to hold a grudge? Or will you forgive? Will you choose to follow God? Or choose to feed your flesh. See, I have put before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Which will you choose?
Choose life, beloved. Choose life. Isaiah 1. Because if you do, my friends, if you do choose to obey God, it will go well with you. It will go well with you, my friends. Isaiah, Yeshayahu, chapter 1. God was making a promise to the children of Israel, B'nai Yisrael. And what did he say to the children of Israel in Isaiah chapter 1? Starting in verse 19, he told the children of Israel, you're going to see the same principle here. You're going to see the parallel same principle. And it's throughout scripture, by the way. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, he tells the children of Israel, if you are willing and obey, you will eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of Adonai has spoken. Some of you have been going, I'm going to read your, I'm going to read some of your mail right now. Some of you. You know who you are. I don't know who you are, but God knows who you are. But I'm about to say something that is, I'm 100% sure when I wrote this, I just felt a strong impression. This is going to apply to some of you. Maybe not everybody, of course. Some of you have been going through life and you find that it's not as satisfying as you hoped it would be. Not as satisfying as you hoped it would be. You're in the rat race and, you, and it's very unfulfilling, even if you have some level of success. Hear me, you've got to stop. Stop it! You need to focus on things that will be eternal. Oh, but Rabbi, Rabbi, I really messed up in my life. I really made so many mistakes. Okay, fair enough. I'm not discounting that you made mistakes. By the way, as a side note, parenthetically, all of us make mistakes. None of us are perfect. No, not one. But if you know, if you know that in your past you've made mistakes, the way to respond to that is not, content, is not to continue messing up. It's not to continue making mistakes. No, my friends, it's to choose life. Because if you're still able to hear my voice, here in person or online, you still have a choice. Each of you who are listening to me right now, you have a choice. Online, you have a choice. What are you going to do? Are you going to be obedient to God or not? Nehemiah chapter one, please, Nehemiah. Because remember this, my friends. Remember that God is merciful. God is merciful. Listen to this. Remember God put before the children of Israel a choice. 
And Israel did what? Our people chose poorly. We chose disobedience. And sure enough, God said, if you obey me, you'll eat the fat of the land. If you don't obey me, I'll scatter you to the four corners of the earth. What happened? Our people were disobedient. What happened? God scattered us to the four corners of the earth. But although this discipline was severe, it was not permanent. Listen to Nehemiah chapter 1 and hear Nehemiah's prayer unto God. Verse 8, Nehemiah prays to God and says, Please recall the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you act unfaithfully, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and obey my mitzvot and do them, then even if your dispersed people are at the ends of the heavens, I will gather them from there and bring them back to the place where I've chosen for my name to dwell. Wow. Beloved, that should encourage you. That should encourage each and every one of you, especially if you're not perfect. If you're perfect, this doesn't apply to you. But if you're not perfect, this should encourage you. In other words, God will move heaven and earth if we turn back to him. He'll move heaven and earth. Maybe you've not been passionately serving God. Or maybe even though you are serving God, you've made some bad choices. Fair enough. But today, 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 you must choose Yesterday was yesterday's choice. You can't go back and change yesterday's choice. Even the bad choices you made yesterday, repent, fair enough, but you can't change that choice. Are there sometimes uh, consequences for that choice? Yes, but that's yesterday's choice. But you have a new choice today. You have a new choice today. You've got to choose. Joshua 24, Joshua 24. Here's the interesting thing, and this is so cool. I hope it speaks to you. It really spoke to me in terms of the, the consistency, the continuity, the parallels on the word of God. This is really pretty special because remember at the beginning of Deuteronomy, I read you about how Moses presented to the children of Israel a choice. Life or death. What are you going to choose? He told them, choose life, right? He gave them a choice. Obey God or don't obey God. Follow God or don't follow God. This is what Moses said. It was his last speech before he was going to die. He told the children of Israel, after coming through all those many years, this was his conclusion. This was like his swan song soliloquy. This was his speech to the children of Israel. The final speech you have a choice, he told them. Fast forward to Joshua chapter 24, all the way to the end of Joshua's life. Joshua, remember, the protege of Moses, Joshua was there. He was there by Mount Nebo when Moses gave his speech, when Moses was about to die. Because Joshua was going to be taking over for Moses and Joshua would lead the children of Israel across the Jordan into the promised land. 
And then Joshua would lead the conquering of the promised land for many, many decades thereafter. And so now, here we are at the end of the book of Joshua, and Joshua is about to die. And it is his swan song. It is his last speech before he goes to be with the Lord. And now Joshua is an old man many decades later. What does Joshua say to the children of Israel? Joshua 24, verse 14. Now therefore... He tells the children of Israel, fear Adonai and worship him in sincerity and in truth. Get rid of the gods that your fathers had worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt and worship Adonai. If it seems bad to you to worship Adonai, then choose for yourselves today whom you will serve. Whether the gods that your fathers worshipped that were beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose lands you are living. But as for me and my household, we will worship Adonai. Wow. Friends, you must have an attitude that says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Is that your attitude? Or is your attitude, I will serve the Lord if it is convenient? (laughs) Or I will serve the Lord if I didn't have a particularly tough week. It's a tough week. Or I will serve the Lord so long as I get my me time in. I got to get my me time in. No, friends, it's Rosh Hashanah. Don't let anything get in your way from serving the Lord. What did Joshua say? Choose. Choose. Choose this day whom you will serve. How very interesting the bookends to to Joshua's leadership under Moses. Moses, at the end of his life, told the people, choose. Joshua, at the end of his life, the amount of wisdom between Moses and Joshua for us is like infinite. And both of them conclude their lives with the same point, the same challenge to us. Are you going to obey God or not? You got to choose. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Because at the end of the day, it is of benefit to you. It is of benefit to you. For this Rosh Hashanah, what the Lord impressed upon me was not to focus on the curses if we don't obey, but rather to dwell on the blessings if we do obey. As we are exiting this crazy season in our world I want to offer you something special if you choose to follow Yeshua in each area of your life. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Oh. If you choose to follow the Lord in each area of your life, then when you are at Deuteronomy chapter 30, And when you are at Joshua 24 in your life, 
Because should the Lord tarry, every one of us, yes you, at one time in your life are going to be at Deuteronomy 30 or Joshua chapter 24 in your life. You're gonna be at the end of your life at one time or another and you will have made your choices. And as Rabbi Shaul was nearing his end, he talked about the reward for choosing to obey God. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. Rabbi Shaul Paul the Shaliach says, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. These are choices he made. In the future, there is reserved for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to everyone who has longed for his appearing. No matter what the toil of life looks like, no matter how hard it gets, no matter what desert you have to walk through, no matter what pandemic you have to endure in your own life and whatever that looks like and whatever situations in your life are, if we choose to obey God, there are eternal rewards. Beloved, I've been with many people on their deathbeds. May it be said that you chose to fight the good fight and to finish the race. Because if you do, God will reward you. Purpose now in your heart to make this year different. Don't wait any longer. The title of my message is Choose. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Lord. I want to ask if there's anybody here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart. If that's you and you've never made a commitment to follow God, but you'd like to wherever you are, if that's you and you've never said yes to Yeshua as your Messiah, but you want to, raise your hand and we'll have a simple prayer. If that's you and you've never committed your life to God, but you'd like to say yes to Yeshua, Wow, the high holy days are a great time to do so, if that's you. If you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, but you want to, just lift your hand and we'll pray. Maybe you're watching online and you've never said that prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart. Repeat this simple prayer after me and God will change you. It's the best choice you could ever make. 
Say, dear God, I humbly come before you. I accept Yeshua into my heart, believing he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, God. In Yeshua's name, if you said that prayer for the first time, if you're in here, please see me after the service. I want to celebrate with you. And if you're watching online, please send us an email or call the office. We want to celebrate with you as well. And for the rest of us who are here and watching online, listening via podcast, I want to encourage you to make the commitment to make the right choice in whatever area of your life where you need to make the right choice. For each of you, it might be something different. It might be some kind of a business deal. It might be a relationship. It might be your commitment to prayer. It might be reading the word of God. It might be coming faithfully to the house of God. Whatever it is, could be how you speak to your spouse. Could be other decisions that you have to make. Lots of different things. I want to encourage you to choose life. Choose obedience to God. Right? So in whatever areas, the choice is yours though. God doesn't force you. He gives you the free choice. So in whatever area of your life that is, don't be shy to make a commitment to God. Because if you choose to, I showed you in the scripture, if you choose to obey God, incredibly good things can happen. Sooner or later, good things happen when you obey God. Straight up. I'm comfortable making that commitment based on what it says in the Word of God. Not always in our timing, but good things will happen. You'll be blessed. So we'll take just a moment. Uh, Dara's playing quietly on the piano. And just in your own moment here on Rosh Hashanah, take a moment and you commune with the Lord. Take just a moment. You and the Lord talk. If the Lord has impressed upon you any particular area in your life where you need to choose, make your choice and, and tell God. And then if you choose wisely in obedience, He's going to bless you. So take just a minute in your own heart and talk to God.
things require a great deal of honesty and humility. Lord, I pray for each and every person here or watching online who has made a commitment to choose, to choose you. Just like Abraham made the right choice, he chose to obey you. Even though it was against everything in him, he still chose to obey you. And you lovingly blessed him for it. Lord, we see that all through scripture when we choose to obey you, we're blessed. So Lord, I pray for each and every person, God, that regardless of any discouragements they may go through on the, in their journey, that you will bless them, Lord, for choosing to obey you, choosing to do the right thing, Lord. Touch them, encourage them, uplift them. As we're coming out of the desert also, as we're coming out of the desert, Lord, and we remember Moses' challenge to the children of Israel, choose life or death, blessing or cursed. Lord, let us choose blessing, let us choose life. As Joshua said at the end of his days, choose this day whom you will serve. Lord, let us choose to serve you, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. And, and Lord, in just a moment, when that shofar blows again, and we're going to hear these shofar calls, when the, when the teruah is blasted out, we remember from last night that what is that? That's the sound of victory. And that's the sound of victory even within these areas of your life. Thank you, O oh God. We love you with all of our hearts and bless you. And thank you for this special Rosh Hashanah, B'Shem Yeshua. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom. Nine, 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 nine.